With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So what's happening, guys? Do you guys do a lot of interviews? None ever. He does the mo most of them. None whatsoever. Are we rolling? Uh, yeah, we started. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. here. I I'm Sam. You're Andrew. You're Blunt. Great yeah. Peacock, right? Yeah, yeah. We do interviews, man. I got picked up last night um, about 2 a.m. leaving the bar and this cop. He was interviewing me, man. And you said? And I said, uh, I'm going home. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you were able to make it here, you know, today. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Did that really music? happen? No, that didn't You're happen, man. I went to bed at like 10 o'clock. That's responsible. I drank one glass of bourbon, and that was it. And then I went to bed. You guys got families? Are you married? or I'm single? married. You're married? Yeah. He's, he's married. Beautiful wife, Annie. Excellent. Yeah. She let me come today. Thankfully. I'm single. That's where all these sad songs come from. <laughs> <laughs> I like the songs. They're sounding great. You got a new album out called Grand Pavo Real. That's correct. Yeah, it's been out almost a year now. So yeah, yeah. Tell Pretty me a little bit about that album. What's um, happening there? Well, it was our second album, man. It was the second, you know, the sophomore thing mm -hmm. where you're afraid if it's going to be as good as the first one. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of uh, decided to go a little bit different from our first record, you know. Mm -hmm. Kind of went a little more rock-oriented because we've been a uh, four-piece, or switched down to a four-piece and toured a lot that way, and we were just trying to kind of more capture. Before we were a four-piece, you trying to say we were a, a fi like a five- or six-piece interchangeable uh -huh. melodic instrument. It's like a pedal steel or fiddle, but he and I were playing acoustic guitar, and it was more of a folk rock band, uh -huh. it, you know. It was that kind of vein of music, of folk rock, um, especially at that time. Yeah. In the musical landscape, there was a lot of people doing that. And was that in Nashville? That was in Nashville, yeah. And then we actually cut the album in Nashville. So we went into the studio, didn't even have a bass player at the time. Um, we got kind of lucky. Uh, Tom from My Morning Jacket um, kind of came in and played on one song and said, you guys mind if I come back and play some more we were like yeah come and play on the whole damn thing you sound really good yeah um, great connection so there. yeah and it was just uh we went in and cut the album like live pretty much uh i'd say probably five percent of it is overdubs but 95 percent is just live two or three takes tops it was like here honestly yeah. we just set up and um i think we did the most takes on any song would have been three three takes and we just felt good about it and then that was that that's yeah. nice, right? When you're able to do that, it's just all happening, and you look at each other afterwards, and you're just like, how do you feel? And pretty good, you know? And then you listen back, and you're like, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, man. It's special when that yeah. happens. I mean, I felt about it that it was better than pretty good, personally. But, um, <laughs> Not just you, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just, in my experience. I'm messing with you. No, you're system. right, man. Yeah. You're that right. That was fun. Like, we had uh, Ralph Lofton play keys on it, you know. Nashville guy. Uh -huh. Piano and organ, and it was just like, yeah. It was amazing. He was and you guys co-write songs player. or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we typically, uh, you know, I'll kind of come up with an idea, uh -huh. show it to him, and then he and I finish it. And um, we've come from different sort of schools of, of songwriting. Um, you know, uh, he can kind of come up with. I'm so super melodic, and that's like mainly what I'm thinking about the whole time is is, is melody, mm -hmm. and. Um, 
and then I'll take it to him and he'll help me kind of put those melodies in different places and stuff and and um he kind of has more of like I might be more of like a pop sense yeah the melody kind of thing and and he'll come in with some more of like a well this is actually the vibe of what we want and you know because uh, a melody's great and all, but if you don't have a good vibe to go with it, then... The vibe man. Yeah, so he's like the vibe man. Any vibes on the record? <laughs> you got, got any actual... There's no vibes, are there's there? No vibes. There's no vibes on the record. Maybe man. the next one. Next one, man. Yeah. Put some vibes on there. Thank you. Vibes are underutilized. Now, we're going to go Glockenspiel like Springsteen. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't hurt. Yeah. So, what's your background in music? How did you get started? Um. Well... I originally started playing violin very, very badly when I was young. Uh-huh. And, uh, it must I, have been terrible, yeah. Some hot crossbones. I've never seen you play Twinkle, it. twinkle. No, I can't. I gave it away to Adam, the guy who uh, played <laughs> fiddle on our first record. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, from there, I just, uh, my granddad played guitar and sang, you know, growing up in, like, quartets and stuff like that. So he was the one that first taught me, like, my first ditty if you may mm-hmm. and uh yeah grand, grand diddy taught him his first grand, diddy grand diddy and is he still around he is not but uh yeah. but he but he left yeah. you the musical bug he did that's and good yeah that was like in middle school and i was terrible at football yeah and i was like well i, I guess i can play guitar and try to get <laughs> girls too i'm not a sports guy am i and, a music guy uh, i was always had a broken heart so oh. uh I had to start writing songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's Not good. Anymore, That's good. <laughs> but you guys go how far back? I mean, did you meet in high school or? No. Not I at all? I met him. Probably I'd been living in Nashville for a few weeks, maybe a month or so. Yeah. I met him through his older brother. And uh, and the, the night we met, we became best friends. It was really weird. Yeah. I like that. We started chugging beers and writing songs together. And it was <laughs> just like best friends. It was weird. It was... It was almost like that scene in Step Brothers when they finally do become <laughs> friends. We didn't have that long, awkward period, but yeah. it was almost like, are we best friends? Yes. All right. And yeah, you've been wearing great, matching you know. sweaters ever since. And we yeah. didn't really have that many friends in Nashville, and it was just like we were just flopped together, and it was like, oh, man. We were both You're lonely. Awesome. What is, You're uh, so awesome. What's the social life there like? Anything you want it to be, yeah. I guess, man. I'm, I don't have much of <laughs> one, personally. Yeah. I just... I just sit and write songs and uh, and try to get by. Um, I mean, we already we just we actually already wrote the next album, so great. So that's been my social life since the last album came yeah. out. Was uh, just yeah, going out and playing shows is pretty yeah. much our social life because you know being a band at our level, it's when you're home you work. You right. Know? I mean, occasionally it's cool. The yeah. cool thing about a town like Nashville and like I'm sure Memphis is this way too. It's um you. You can when you when you get the bug and you want to get out and you want to have a good time you can yeah and more than likely you're gonna see some folks you know and it's gonna be a really good time um, yeah it's crowded though now and it's oversaturated for sure and um, but that's cool you know one cool thing about things being oversaturated and crowded is is that usually if a band is really good if like if you rise to a certain level or something like that it's because you were really good mm-hmm. cuz there is so much music everywhere now and it's you know there's a lot of um praise and worship americana out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and all kinds of uh stuff you know well you guys get a lot of social time in it seems like playing shows uh you've been doing some really cool stuff playing with the revivalist 
uh, Cody Dickinson, that kind of sucks. infamous string dusters. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's some big. Yeah, cool Revivalist stuff, was great, man. We yeah. have the same booking agent. Those guys were fantastic. Um, you can see why they are where they are, especially playing with them live. Like seeing them on a, in a you know packed theater sold yeah. out. Was that was the all this year, right? Crowd is just this like, past month was crazy. Oh, yeah, we yeah. were with Cody Dickinson Cody and awesome. Todd Nance, who used to be in Widespread Panic, and then we were um, with the Revivalists, and then we did. Um, a week with the infamous string dusters. It was kind of weird being a full band opening for a string band, but yeah. they wanted, they were like, they're very picky about who their openers are and they wanted a full band and their fans got us. Right. And those were all great shows, the great crowd. So it was, yeah, it, yeah, it was fantastic. So we're looking forward to more and more and more. And, and how far outside of Nashville do you go? I mean, can, can people watching, you know, out in Seattle see you or do you tour around all over? Or? We don't tour much west anymore. We, yeah. used to, we, we did some touring out west, and for us, it's just, uh, you know, fingers crossed we'll get to where we do. But it's, yeah. uh, it's just, it's an expensive endeavor. And, it is, um, yeah. And, you know, there's only yeah. so many markets west of the Mississippi, so whereas, like, there's like probably quadruple the amount of towns you can play at east of the Mississippi. Totally. So it's like, it's yeah, you know, I, I love yeah. U.S. Coast. We'll pencil you in when we, we get through with the East Coast. We hope we can get back soon. Yeah. Yeah. I but love. Yeah. Oh man, I love it oh, out man. there. Dude, right. California, Colorado, Seattle, like you said. Yeah. It was the um, brokest I've ever been, but we were having so much fun. Yeah, the yeah. brokest I've ever been on the road was for sure San Francisco, which is like oh, the most expensive the worst town city to be broken. I had six dollars in my pocket, man. I was like, should I buy cigarettes? I don't smoke anymore, but I was like, should I buy cigarettes or not? And you did. <laughs> I think I did because I was like, <laughs> I can't eat anyway. I might as well smoke. <laughs> I brought I bought fried rice. That was my fun thing that oh, I did yeah. in San Francisco. But God, what a city! God, it's so cool. What uh, what are some good places to eat in Nashville culturally? Like, there's a lot of variety there, Ooh. but I mean, where do you guys end up going? Ooh. He he delivers the meat, so he knows all the good places. I mean, I don't know. Dude. You're the meat man. Um, yeah. I, I mean, think my Husk favorite nice Husk. restaurant is, is City House. Yes, yeah, City House. I love City eating House. at Husk. Um, I, I, yeah, I really love City House. Um, oh, man, fast food, though. we got to go all all yeah. endeavors, you know? I love me some Fat Moe's. Fat it's Mo's. like a local Nashville-only sort of like uh, fast food place. I love me some Fat Moe's. Shout out to Fat Moe's. Yeah. Um, there's some things Nashville the is Monkey lacking is great. in, though. I've been there. Yeah, I work there. Oh, you do? I'm going <laughs> to yeah. come see you. That's great. You should. Oh, man, he'll hook you up. Dude. Which one are you working at? I work at the 12th one. Okay, cool. The OG. We got, good, we got yeah. good Vietnamese food, but we don't have a lot of great Chinese food in Nashville. Uh-huh. Or Lucky sushi. Bamboo is really There's good. There's not like a ton of good sushi. I mean, dim sum. Dim sum. Oh, yeah. I haven't Lucky had bamboo. dim sum. It's so good. But, yeah. Well, you're inland. Um, huh? you get that Mississippi River sushi. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good well, stuff. Tennessee River, maybe. Man, I don't know. I'd have to be. I, I'm sure if I had a few cocktails in me, I would be able to think of the That's food that I really love in Nashville. I'd be like, let's eat here. Right Those are now. some good ones to go yeah. off of. I, I, I can get with that. Um, you guys played Americana Fest? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It was it was cool. This year we played one show. We did we played at Centennial Park in Nashville. Centennial Park. Centennial Park. That was cool. And we played it before the High Watt, like the Mercy yeah. Lounge Cannery Ballroom. I love that complex. Place. Yeah, that's a cool place. You guys are spoiled. That's a pretty cool venue. I mean, that was fun. It is. You know, yeah. and the funny thing is, it's like it's not necessarily the the busiest venue in town now because yeah. we have so many. 
Especially I'd say, at Americana Fest, though. I'd say the three rooms. Yeah, you kind of like bounce a, around between each one. Such a great place. That is the best to. spot. For I think in one night I saw Mipso, uh, yeah. Madison Ward of the Mama Bear, the Milk Carton Kids. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Courtney Marie Andrews. It was just kind of like keep moving. And around. you didn't have to leave the, the building. No. <laughs> and you then you walk a uh, you know less than a mile and go to like Third Man Records. Do they right? honor yeah. bar tabs in different parts of the building? I've never known. I've never done that. Oddly, I don't remember. That would be a great thing if you're like, well, yeah, you can. I'll just, you know, I can I order really a drink like here at Mercy, and I can order a drink at High Watt, and that's fantastic. That's very cool. I so know the ba- the basement east kind of is like where uh, that kind of hurt probably Mercy a little bit, but I still love Mercy. Mercy Lounge is one of my favorite places to play in Nashville. Best backstage. Yeah. So, so how'd you end up in Nashville? Um, I was in the college at the University of Georgia, graduated 2006. Um, I knew I wanted to play music. I played in Athens. Um, a lot and big music scene there. Yeah, yeah, and it was man, it was really, really cool when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived there during like the heyday of, of the truckers when Isabel was in the band, and it was the right on. Dirty South, you know, um, you know, yeah, Southern rock opera kind of era. It was fantastic. Um, there were so many great bands there. Uh, but I, I graduated college, and I had a, the same girlfriend all through college, and she yeah. dumped me like right after I graduated. Wow. Like literally like a week later. And I was like, I, I don't know what I want to do. And um and I had some friends in Nashville and my friend was like, Come come visit, man, come hang out. And I did. And I I went back home after that and I just packed everything and I just came back. He was like he had this like oversized closet. Mm-hmm. It was like something in between a closet and a bedroom. <laughs> I don't know. It had a window. <laughs> it's it's not as depressing as it sounds. It had a window. And uh, it was like he was like, dude, you can live here for super cheap rent. And I, I, I came. I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew I was going to play music. And um, and 13 years later, I'm still there. Um, How much do you think that room is now? <laughs> that room is probably expensive now. There's probably like a, a family. There's probably a family of five, you know, paying two thousand dollars a month in there now. But. So you were from Georgia, though. I, I'm from all over, man. Okay. I grew up in Birmingham, and then uh-huh. went to high school in Atlanta. Cool. So, family so from Southern, South Mississippi. So, yeah, all around the South. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you're from Tennessee. I grew up in South Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Dothan, so you're both Alabama, Alabama natives. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man. Al- boys from Alabama. A lot of good music going on down there. There is. I love it, man. And Birmingham's kind of comes and goes as far as the scene, but yeah, they they got some cool venues in Birmingham now. Like it sucked when the Bottle Tree closed. Did you ever mm. go there? I didn't. That was a great. I did venue. hear about it closing, and a lot of people were upset. We played there quite a bit. It was a great venue. We were there like kind of for the last hurrah right before they closed. And, yeah. Um, it's but Saturn's fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, and then there's Callahan's and Mobile, man. That's like our favorite place to Callahan's, play. Okay. Callahan's Mobile. I'll have to check that like out. The best. I'm it's not the biggest room. It's a small place. Yeah, but it's got the good. It's mojo. got the vibe. Yeah, it's yes, it's got the mojo. Yeah, it's got the it's mojo. Fun. And I mean, just the people that JT gets to play there. Yeah, shout know. out to JT oh, and Mobile. Yeah. JT. Yeah. Tell me about your live performance method and what goes on there. You seem to have a high energy. It's charming. It's fun. What goes on in your minds? Well. You know, we drink a lot of Red Bull before <laughs> we get it. I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, I don't it's just drink Red Bull at all <laughs> unless it has tequila yeah. in it. Like it's once weird. A it's year. something that I've always done. You know, as far as like high energy, and yeah. I've never really like a put on or whatever. Just it's you. just something I've always done. He's a ham, and it feels feel like that. it would feel weird not to. Yeah, I always say, you know, like I, I play music for almost a career, and I'm not sad about it. You yeah. Know? Why? 
why stare at my shoes? I'm having fun, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, for me, it's all about the moment. It doesn't. There's moments where I stare at my shoes and just close my eyes, and then there's moments where, okay. where I feel like my back is going to break because I'm just, like, yeah. convulsing. Um, I don't know. It's just however, you know, it feels right. to me. You know, I think I, I grew up with that, though. Like, I grew up in a very religious home, so mm-hmm. it was, like, very Pentecostal home, so so you know how to tap into the the spirit. I, it's just whenever it hits me, I don't yeah. I don't tap into anything, man. I think it just grabs you and it hits you, and then it's, um, it's like songs are like that. You don't, I don't ever like. I'm a songwriter, but I don't feel like I really wrote it. It feels more like discovery, like mm-hmm. this like this sort of like special combination of chord arrangements and melody. And BPM mm-hmm. and and maybe those lyrics together, you go. You you were just in the right headspace where you you, you heard that. You assembled it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You assembled existed. it, and uh, yeah. it doesn't. Because I don't know. Because there's like what I mean. There's twelve notes. It's like right it's to a, say you and everybody's writing the same thing. It's all the same thing. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's you a listen alchemy. to s- so much music, and it's like some. I listen to guys playing country guitar solos that sound like that remind me of like you know, a jazz saxophonist or something. Right. That's just, to me, it's like, I don't know. It's just, there's so few notes and so few things to do that it's more about how do you individually do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't ever feel like we discover anything. And then the live thing, too, it's kind of it's like right place, right time. So you really just have to get lucky. And that's the only reason I keep doing it is because every time we get up, it kind of tends to happen at least once a night. And then if I'm really lucky, it'll happen multiple times a night. But the only way I can get that is if I keep doing it so that's why i've sacrificed so much of other things in life you know like <laughs> the wife or the kids or yeah. all that stuff is because i i need this that bad yeah you know yeah the best shows you don't even notice when they're happening Mm-mm. when they're done you're just like it was a time warp exactly yeah and you're just like oh it's it's done i don't even remember you know like what happened yep and it, yeah yeah and, and it's it, 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 that the, when you hit that moment, it's it's pure, usually pure muscle memory or, or something, you know? Because, yeah. like, for me, the coolest thing about that moment is that it doesn't use, it's not going to happen with me just playing guitar. If it happens with me just playing guitar, it's at home in this very safe space where it's just, like, just the right amount of quiet and the guitar sounds the right way that day. Mm-hmm. But that's rare. For me, it's, like, being with the guys. And there's this weird thing where it's, like, you, it just feels like, a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't, it's, it's like being in, in bed and staring at a lover and you feel that thing right there and it's like that on stage with these guys in a non-romantic way, but it's, that's what it feels like for me and it's worth continuing to do just for that alone. I think that connection is something that many people are seeking out in life all over the place and to be able to find that is a really, uh, you know, rare thing. It's yeah. difficult to achieve, so keep it. Thank you. As long as you can. I'm gonna hopefully we can have it tonight when we play here <laughs> in Memphis. Well, we're excited for you guys. You know, it sounds like you're on a good path and onto something good. I'm excited for the next album to come out. Um, anything you want to talk about there? I mean, is it kind of under wraps or is it, you know, can you? I just, it's going to be a different sounding album, but I mean, uh, it's, we got a lot of songs that start off in a minor chord. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> A little noir, great peacock noir, probably. Yeah. So, well, that's a good, you know, very, very relatable kind of style. 
we'll, like that kind of sound, so we'll follow it up with a funk I can album. Still shake my hand <laughs> it. It'll be fine. Just remember the one, the one. We'll still get album. greasy every now and then. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it, you guys. Thank you very much, Andrew Blunt. Thank you. All thank, the best. Thank so much to you, and thanks to Diddy for having thanks us. For we appreciate Diddy. it. Cheers. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.